many are aware of some of the statistics regarding people in prison who grew up without a father? The stats. I'm not real good with, like, specific numbers, but I can tell you that the percentage of of men in particular and women in prison who didn't have a father figure in their lives is much, much greater than the, the overall populace. It is significant. In fact, uh, Gail Woody, uh, I don't know how much Phil was involved, but he is such a great support person. And 80 percent of men in prison did not have a father figure. There was a, 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 um, a government-funded uh, fatherhood initiative. Yes, Joe D. Uh, used to teach it, right? You and Scott at the prison over in Haywood. And Gail was part of, a, of that initiative in, uh, was it Western North Carolina or all North? Yeah, Western North Carolina. Invited Kathy and me uh, to come and, and witness that. And so even the secular, meaning godless, <laughs> uh, leaders in society understand that this is an issue. They haven't closed their eyes to that. They've closed their eyes to a lot of things and won't admit it because it's not politically correct. But this they do recognize. Not everybody has their father. It's just a, it's, it's a fact. I mean, somebody sired you, right? But they're not always present. And maybe they haven't been present. Maybe they were tragically killed or died from some disease or something. But, the, but God, our Father, is indeed that Father who can take the place, who can introduce another flesh and blood human being into a life or into a family in many different ways to bring that father figure into your life, no matter how young, no matter how old. The father figure is critical. We are designed to have fathers in our lives, active and present. We, and God knows that. In fact, it's so important to God the Creator that He has us call Him Father. Oops. I'm glad it wasn't this way. Father. Most young men, even if their fathers are not so great, according to whoever's stipulations for fatherhood, still want to please their father. In fact, there are lots of jokes about, oh, you have father issues. Well, guess what? It's a joke, but it's not a joke. The reason it works at all is because it's very real. 
And so when a comedian says something about, oh, you have father issues, it resonates because it is an issue. But it's not funny. But God, this God that we sang about this morning, wants us to call him Father. He wants us to see him as Father. He wants to be Father for you and me. This is actually, and I hesitate to say this because some of you may shut down, but I'm going to ask you not to. This is a sermon from two years ago. And some of you have never heard it. And some of you have. But this is worth hearing again. We talked about last Sunday, those who come to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We're going to talk about seeking Father. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, oh, let the children go. Uh, Let my children go. Pharaoh, let my, Pharaoh, let my children go. (laughs) Thank y'all. And thank everybody who participated in the, in the, the, the jungle river fever. Jungle river. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just really appreciate it. A lot of, a lot of energy. A lot of Jesus, you know, that's the main thing. The main thing. God our Father. Father, it's not a name like John, Paul, or Cheryl. It's more like a title. It's not an earned title like doctor or reverend, which I do not like to be called. It's relational. It's relational. The, The whole title is relational. Father, Father, tells us something about how God himself relates to each one of us. It says that he cares for us. He cares for us. He likes to be with us. Lord, your presence is like heaven to me. It says, oh, it says something about How God relates to each of us. He likes us. He likes to be with us. He protects us. It's something, something Corey, remember Corey said this at the Caleb thing. He says, God likes us. Or was it that other guy? But anyway, it doesn't matter. Huh? But I'm his favorite. I like, I like uh, speaking of that, I like, we're just going to dialogue a little bit here. Um, I like in the shack, you know, where, where uh, what's his name? The, the guy, the main character. Say it loud because I can't hear very well. Mac, 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 not the knife. Mac, about the, the God figure, the father figure, says, uh, Finally, he says, you're particularly fond of everyone, aren't you? Why, yes. Why, yes. Isn't that amazing? But how can you be fond of this person? Well, 
they're just kind of a sinner like you. <laughs> and until I come into their life and redeem them, they're just as lost as anyone. Good flesh is lost. Bad flesh is lost. Flesh is <laughs> lost. <laughs> and so your soul is lost with it. But then God redeems your soul from the pit. And then wants to be your father. Not just your savior. But your father. This is critical. I think it's critical. Because we all need the father figure. But not just a figment of a figure, but the real deal. It says it's been, that he protects us and teaches us. He fathers us. He's patient and kind. But he speaks the truth. In love to grow us up. It probably provides opportunity for resistance to strengthen us. It speaks of love, Father. It speaks of commitment, Father. I'm here. I will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Amen. He is steadfast, immovable. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no shadow of turning or shifting shadow or illusion. He is there, steadfast, and He wants to bless you. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now, that's the tie-in. Here we go. Grace to you and peace from whom? God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Romans 1, 7. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 3. Paul called an apostle as an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth. To those who have been sanctified in Jesus Christ, set apart, saints by calling, isn't that awesome? With all who in every place call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that would be us, their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God, who is far, far away. Our Father, our Father. It's critical. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 1, 2. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some of, some of the Old Testament saints and prophets, they, they, they grasped the Father thing. But it wasn't as prominent as, like in the Gospel of Matthew, you see, I mean, he's just like Father, 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 Father. You know, and, and, and that introduction to all who would come is that he's a father. He's not just the God of vengeance, although he is. But his vengeance is much more just than ours, I will tell you that. But he is our father. 
Galatians 1, 3 through 5. Grace to you and peace. You know what? I've got to throw this in there. How many times does Paul say grace and peace? A lot of times I'll put that at the end of a text or an end of a, something. It's because you know what? No matter what we're talking about, no matter what we're doing, no matter how heavy it is, no matter how light it is, grace and peace are critical ingredients, right? In, in, in our walk with the Lord and in our relationship with our heavenly Father. So grace and peace to you from God our Father. That is a Father's thing. That's something that fathers impart is grace and peace. Fathers should bring grace and peace into their family relationships. Are you with me? That's our job. It's part of our job. Are we to be, you know, are we to discipline? Yes. Are we to, are, are we to guide? Are we to teach? Yes. So does God do that. But, man, we need to bring grace and peace. All of that other stuff, it can happen. It can happen. It's going to happen in your own style. It's going to happen in your own way. And I need to keep moving. Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us out of this present evil age, according to the will of God, our Father, to whom be the glory forevermore. Hosanna. Yeah. Ephesians 1, 1 and, 1, uh, and 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. To the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Golly, John, you probably could have just read one. No, I don't want to read just one. I want us to understand that this is in the heart of Paul and this is in the heart of our God. Amen. That he wants us to understand Philippians. One, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons. I love that he included them. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He is God our Father. When you pray, think, Father. When you petition, think, Father. When you fellowship with the Lord, think, Father, when you read the scripture, think, this is from my father who loves me. You are my father. Ooh, my Jesus who loves me. Father. He is God, our father, even the elders and deacons. Yay. The list goes on. You know, it's like Paul must have had to say that to those guys because maybe the, the, the deacons and elders were feeling a little worn out. I don't know. <laughs> but he just wanted to remind him and said, you know, grace and peace, guys. It's okay. You, get, you, you know, you're going to be all right. I'm your father. I'm with you. The list goes on. Early on, it's the God of our fathers. Then David calls him his God and king, savior and father. David got it, right? David, David got a lot of things that a lot of the other ones didn't get. He got into trouble, too. <laughs> But he had a father, right, who carried him through, who taught him, who taught him, right, who gave him grace and peace. So I'm going to read Psalm 89, verses 20 through 29. I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil, I have anointed him, with whom my hand will be established. My arm also will strengthen him. Wow. My arm will also 
also will strengthen him. The enemy will not deceive him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. But I shall crush his adversaries before them, before him and strike those who hate him. This is fatherhood. And my faithfulness and my loving kindness will be with him. And in the name, in my name, his horn will be exalted. Man, I shall also set his hand on the sea. These are inheritances, if you will. Right? These are functions of a father who is powerful and loves us. I shall also set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. And he will cry to me, thou art my father. My God and the rock of my salvation, I also shall make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My loving kindness, I will keep for him forever. And my covenant shall be confirmed in him. So I will establish his descendants forever and his throne as the days of heaven. God the Father is, has done this and actually is still doing this through the seed of David, Jesus, the Savior. Jesus comes and reveals all the more clearly the character of our God as Father in relationship. Everything we do is totally connected to Father, His pleasure, and His blessing to us. Our whole existence, our whole total existence, joy and happiness, is dependent on Him. And when we stray from that, we stray from that relational fatherhood. Not smart. (laughs) Not smart. But we do it sometimes. And our relationship with him is through Jesus, his firstborn. When and as we believe in, trust in, and rely on him, Jesus Even the best of our best is nothing except through him and in the context of his love, his grace, his truth, and his righteousness. Isn't that great? What an awesome thing that Father does to, to give his righteousness to us because of Jesus. What Father says and does about what he sees us doing is all that really matters. What he says as a father is all that really matters. That 80% of the men who, were fa- who had no father figure in their lives who were in prison were just longing to have a father say, That's good, son. You did a good job. That was a good decision, son. I'm proud of you, son. Oh, my gosh. I'm going I'm to pare this down a little bit. Nah, maybe not. Beware of practicing. This is Matthew. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father who is in heaven. 
When therefore you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your alms may be in secret. And your father, who sees in secret, will repay you. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners in order to be seen by men. Now, I'm going to interject something here. And maybe some of you don't understand why I think it's important that we that we have prayer over here and not at the altar, which is somewhat traditional, depending on how far back you consider what tradition is, you know, and how long it has to be in, in, in vogue to be a tradition. But you know what? I don't want to show. If you're a prayer, if you're a warrior, if you're a you don't need a show. People need prayers to pray for them. It is biblical. The fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, right? So why not do it in secret? Why not? There are people who are embarrassed to come in front of everybody to be prayed for. Well, let's remove that obstacle. Let's let him go over here to the side. Let's have the fellowship over here. Are you hearing my heart here? That's why we do that. It is our Father in heaven who gives us the reward. If we want to be showmen, go to Hollywood. If you want to do it Father's way, do it quietly, but with power. With power. And the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. I'm glad I got that out. In order to be seen, but truly I say to you, they have the reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will repay you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. And as some charismatics do. For they suppose that they will, <laughs> that they will be heard for their many words. Oh my goodness. Jesus said this? Yeah. Therefore, do not be like them. Your father. No, that's why I'm going to shorten the sermon. <laughs> You're actually it's by the foolishness of preaching. But anyway, therefore, do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask. He, he even knows what we need and intends to meet those needs as we wholly, totally, completely look to him as our supply, seeking him first. For everything. Then Jesus teaches us to address God as Father in our petitions. And some call this the Lord's Prayer. Some call this the Disciples' Prayer. I don't really care what you call it. Just do it. Pray then in this way. 
along this model, along this understanding, our father. Oh, my goodness. You mean we can just go like right into the throne room and go, Dad, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> the veil was rent. Now, that's a mate from top. Yes. Yeah. Not from the bottom to the top, which a man would do, but from the top to the bottom, because it came from up yonder. <laughs> Just saying. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name and how <laughs> heaven is all around us. Heaven is where God is. Right. And he if he lives in you. You got a piece of heaven right now. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, well, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. All your needs. All the forgiveness that you ever need. All the goodness, forgiveness that 80 percent of men in prison crying out for. As we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As a father, God wants us to actively pursue him in every way and for everything. As father, he should be our first step, not our last stop. Not our last resort at the end of a long line of would-be suppliers. That's why the end of the last resort was named the end of the last resort. Matthew 6, for this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink. For your body as to what you shall put on is not life more than food and body than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, neither do they reap, neither do they gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. You might think it's Gant. Or, you know, what, what are the, you know, Hilfiger or, you know, I don't know. But it's not. It's your Heavenly Father. Are you not worth much more than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. And yet, I say to you that even Solomon in his glory... Did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so raised the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace. And all the little yellow flowers that were going in the field are mowed down. <laughs> he will not much more do so for you, will he not? O men of little faith, do not be anxious than saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek for. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Those who diligently seek Him. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. It has enough trouble of its own. So as our Father... His desire is that we ask Him, ask Him, that we ask Him for what we need. And you know what? If it's, if it's askew in any way, and you know, he's, he'll, he'll adjust you. He'll adjust you. 
You're looking into my heart. He sees it anyway. He sent his son to open the big double doors of blessing. He wants to add to the gift he gave us in Christ Jesus, which actually is the total gift. Everything is there. It's in package. But if we see it as just one thing, as salvation is only fire insurance, then we're missing all the things he wants to add, in essence. But they're already there. But they're in addition to us if we haven't gotten them yet, right? I mean, if we haven't appropriated them. So, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it shall be opened. Or what man is there among you? When his son shall ask him for a loaf, will give him a stone. Or if he shall ask for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father who is in heaven give you what is good? Give what is good to those who ask. Isn't that good? Luke's report says he'll give the Holy Spirit to those who ask comfort and help for all of life. These are the secrets to life and life more abundant from God, our Father, through his son, Jesus the Christ. And to refresh and remind us, (laughs) because he is a trustworthy, powerful and able And desirous, Father, who wants to reward those who diligently seek him. He actually wants to reward those who don't, but he can't. Well, he can if he wants to. Here's our posture. Knowing that we have a Father who loves us, who is able, who is powerful, and who gives a flying flip. Rejoice, Philippians Paul. Rejoice in the Lord always. (laughs) Always. Again, I say, rejoice. Once was not enough. Let your forbearing spirit, in other words, let your hanging in there. You're hanging in there. Hanging in there, Corey. Hanging in there, brother. Hang. Hang. I didn't mean to call you out. But let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for no thing. No thing. Break it down. Nothing is no thing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, our Father, ask, knock, seek, supplication, By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, don't forget to be thankful, grateful, let your requests be made known to God. The peace of God, listen to this, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How many of us need that? Yeah. Yeah. Finally, brethren, whatever is true. 
<laughs> Man, that's a whole sermon in itself. Whatever is true. Listen. Whatever is true. Whatever is honorable. Next time you find yourself <laughs> hearing a bad joke. In a gossip session. And, you know, talking about stuff. I don't know if this is true. We'll stop right there. Right? Well, this is about fifth hand, so I don't know how accurate Just stop. Just stop. Right? And start thinking about whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute or is good reputation, is good, it's, it has good all around it, all over it. Is there anything of excellence and if anything worthy of praise? Let your mind dwell on these things. And sometimes you have to say, mind, shut up. You know, you have to say, mind, I choose to think differently. I choose by the power of the Holy Spirit of the risen Christ to think Differently. And sometimes it means zipping the lip. You know? But it starts here. And that heart transformation that Joey so eloquently and often reminds us. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. Amen. So true. He is there doing that. Whatever is going to be, if there is anything excellent, let your mind dwell on these things. The things you have learned, the things you have learned and received, received and heard and seen in me. Paul modeling. Practice these things. Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Practice, practice. Football teams practice. And however they do it in practice, that's how they're going to do it in the game. You know, this is our game. This is our Super Bowl. (laughs) Let's play like we mean it. Let's practice like we're going to play. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace, our Father, shall be with you. Period. Exclamation point. So as long as our eyes are fixed on Father and our earthly and not on our earthly circumstances, we can actually experience the joy that is ours as his kids. In this world, we will encounter obstacles. How many would agree with that? And experience grief. How many would agree with that? And challenges. How many would agree with that? But our Father knows all of that and is there by His Holy Spirit every step of the way. And Honestly, we're here to remind each other of that. Because I'm not always going to be on top of it right here. I'm not. I understand that. 
I know my track record, but there are many of you who have spoken into my life, who have sent me a text, who have, you know, FaceTime me. I don't do FaceTime or, <laughs> or that Facebook thing, whatever. Anyway. But you encourage me. You do. I love it. I need it. But it's just reminding me that father is father and that he wants to father. And he's got me in mind and he's got you in mind and you are. Yeah. He's particularly fond of you, Doug. (laughs) If you haven't read the shack, read it. I don't care if you I don't care what they say. But our Father knows all of that. And every step of the way, He is there by the Holy Spirit to strengthen, to comfort. Oh, that's a Larry Pons. Did you catch that, Josh? How is it He does that? (laughs) Pray for me. Comfort, strengthen, and supply everything, everything we need. Romans 8, 15 through 18. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. You are not that kind of slave. In fact, you're a son. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons. Sons inclusive. That means sons and daughters. And even the somewhat confused, by which God loves. He loves. Can we get that? Oh, that was good. He loves. Where's my handkerchief? He does. It's amazing. It's amazing. He, we have been given the spirit of adoption as Sons, by which we cry out. You know, adoption, you get adopted into a family, right? Abba, Father. It means Daddy. It means crawl up in His lap, put your head on His chest, and relax. And He's going to cuddle. He's he's going to cuddle. He's just going to cuddle. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. This is a critical, that, that's a, that'll preach. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Not just projects, not just like salvation projects, like, oh, another notch on our belt, Jesus. No, you're a child. You're in His family tree. And if children heirs also, inheriting Everything, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, everything that Jesus has in the Father, we have in Jesus. Ah, isn't that great? If indeed we suffer with Him, in other words, long suffering, you hang in there, you're perseverant, you're diligent seeker. Are you with me? You get, you, you feel the nuances there? Or you sense them? You, uh, Comprehend those. 
The Spirit himself bears witness. And if children heirs also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him, the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That is, if we continue to love him as dad with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. You've heard that right in the beginning, the middle and the end of all our life on this earth and whatever it sends our way. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. My prayer is that we all experience all the glory. All the glory. I'm good with that. I'm real good with that. Joy. All the joy. All the joy. You know? All the peace. All the grace. Grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace. That Father has for those who love Him. Galatians 1, 3 through 5. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us out of this present evil age, according to the will of God, of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forevermore. Forevermore. And we get to join him in that forevermore. Amen.